In this bonus episode of Fictional Hangover, we talk about sniffing a panda, not seancing where you shit, trapping teens, murdering them, and then having some cheese in our discussion of Good Girls Die First with Catherine Foxfield. everybody, welcome to Fictional Hangover, a podcast about young adult and new adult books, series, authors, and voice actors that is full of spoilers. I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire, and today we're going to talk to Catherine Foxfield, author of Good Girls Die First. Enjoy! Claire, is it time? It's time! It's time! Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> It is time for Would You Rather, and I don't know if anyone else heard that, but I heard someone else in the background. Was it whispers? We can only hope that it's whispers. I mean, he's, he's hot. <laughs> Especially if it's our fan cast of Nicholas Holt. Yes. That's yes. really good. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, we love Nicholas Holt. So, um, if you're wondering who that extra voice is, listeners, it's author Catherine Foxfield. Yay! Yay! <laughs> We're so excited. We're so excited. We didn't know if we would get to talk to you or not, so we didn't include it on any of our promo material, so it's going to be a surprise for everyone. Love a surprise interview. I know, yay! <laughs> oh, so, are you ready for Would You Rather? Yes, I am. Fantastic. Okay. On social media, we asked, would you rather get lost in a mirror maze or in a creepy underground tunnel? On Facebook, Hi. It was a creepy underground tunnel. On Instagram, it was Mirror Maze with 67%. On Twitter, scarily enough, it was Mirror Maze with 67%. And on TikTok, it was Mirror Maze with 70%. So, bit of a difference. We'll give you some comments from our wonderful listeners. Constance on Facebook said, Oh, hell no, I am going in those damn tunnels. Mirror Maze, if any at all. Bree on Facebook said creepy underground tunnels equals potential cave-in, being trapped forever without food or water or an accent. Claustrophobia. Mirror maze equals a headache, but easily fixed with smashing and risking lots of bad luck and tiny cuts. Colin on Facebook said, now you see, mirror maze was my first choice, but then I realised I'd just end up running face first into every G-dangle mirror in the place. Creepy underground tunnels, at least, have the advantage that you at least know where you are. Maybe you can find a map or at least appropriate one of the friendly hobos. Coral on Facebook said, Have you been in a mirror maze? So confusing. At least in underground tunnel, there's only two ways to go, back or forward. Long as I get a flashlight, we're going with underground tunnel. Coral, I know you watch Destination Fear because you're the one who told me to watch it. I'm sorry, but this season there is no flashlights. <laughs> She'll get that reference. Yikes. <laughs> L20Kev on Instagram. It's all about P for me. Of course, Kev, it's always of about P. Of course, Kevin, it's all about P. I'd say mirror maze because wherever you go in the world, if you ever have to walk through a tunnel, there always smell of urine. <laughs> oh, Kevin. Oh, Kevin, it's all about the bodily functions. <laughs> it is. Mm, Books from Fairies on Instagram said, Not sure. I'm afraid mirror maze will give me some fright too. I'm suspicious about reflections in mirrors. I try to avoid them if I can. Mm. And lastly, MadLad831 on TikTok said, Mirror maze doesn't sound bad until you realise you're stuck with me, myself and I. One of them is always in your face. So, Catherine, mirror maze or underground tunnels? I think I would have to go for the mirror maze and it's difficult because obviously I wrote the book so I know you can't actually touch the mirrors because something horrible might happen but um, (laughs) my second book actually that just came out in the US uh, called uh, come out come out whatever you are is set in an underground cave and awful things happen so um, yeah I wouldn't be going for the underground tunnels personally it would scare me too much. You see, I have a long-standing... Everybody, everybody knows, I know, I can walk past a mirror and never see myself because I just I avoid looking in mirrors at all <laughs> possible. And I don't really want to be stuck in a mirror maze, especially because it's an inf- 
it's the infinity problem yeah. as well. I mean, I don't think I'd want to be in either, personally. I mean, I like no. being in books. but Un- can I just... Unfortunately, you wrote it, so you're stuck in one of them. <laughs> you have to pick. Oh, no. Yeah. It's not I, our I... fault. Don't blame us. I know, oh, I know. It's not my fault, isn't it? Yeah, I'd definitely go for the mirror maze. I'd probably try and sneak in, like, a, a large hammer or something. If you could break the mirrors, I think it would probably be a bit easier, but I don't know, there's something about the tunnels. Plus, yeah. I love spooky things, so... Tunnels. Yeah, I'm I mean, I love spooky either. things, but not dying. It's kind of... It's that line, isn't it? Death. Fun, yeah, but if you break the mirrors, okay, hmm. you are surrounded by sharp, pointy objects that could kill you. This or someone else. Yes. yes. The person who's behind the mirrors, perhaps. <laughs> Or in the mirrors. Or in the mirrors, yes. What are you doing, Amanda? I don't know, because I love both of them. <laughs> um, I mean, I got serious Candyman vibes, and everyone knows how much I love Candyman, so it's fine. Um, so I'm, like, I kind of, I'm kind of thinking I really want to be in the mirror maze so I can have my full-on Candyman vibes. But then also, I like the underground tunnels, too, because... I mean, they're just creepy beyond all reason, and I love, I love all things creepy. I think okay. just, just for Candyman purposes, I'm going for the mirror maze. Well, can and I point also, out? Wait, no. How many times do I get to see whispers in the mirror maze? He's all around me, and I'll just be like, "Oh, look how beautiful you are." It's oh my fine. God, it's fine. You've turned me into a BFF. That's fine. Yeah. Remember, we're the lords and masters of all that we severe when we do Would You Rather. So you can twist it to however you want. So my proposal to you is I haunt the tunnels because, dang, I want to do that. That's a life goal. Mm -hmm. You can live your best Candyman life and haunt the mirrors. And then we've both got what we want. Okay, I like that. I thought you were There's nothing in the question that says we have to be the victim. (laughs) That's true. See, I thought you were going to suggest that the mirror maze is inside underground tunnels. I mean, it which could would if just you really get want. both of them. <laughs> it could if you want. Maybe <laughs> even scarier. Uh, yeah. As long as I don't fall down a hole in the underground tunnels, you know, that's fine. I'm taking a thigh bone from um, Bulbul the Magnificent and using it as a stick. <laughs> To prod the ground to check. He doesn't. The he doesn't need it anymore. Yeah. He's, he's used that now. <laughs> he's a, he's ex magnificent. Yeah. Oh, bless him. All right. Next question. Would you rather smell Livia's smelly coat or Jolie's scuzzy used, exceptionally used panda suit? This is end of the book. Panda suit. Yeah. Oh god, right at the end, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it would have to depend whether they were actually wearing them. Because and alive. Y- yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel like if you tried to sniff Jolie, she would probably punch you in the face. I can't see that <laughs> going down well. She'd be like, What are you doing? Why are you sniffing me? Get away from me and chuck you off here. So I feel that would actually be the better smelling option, but also the more dangerous. Whereas sniffing a panda. Livia's coat. I've just I've kind of known people with coats like that i don't know i used to commute on the london underground a lot and i'm right at the right height for when i'm standing there i'm armpit level with all the men in suit jackets who <laughs> never laundered them and so that smell i can just almost taste it and yeah it no. is thick it's, it's bitty almost yeah. gritty yeah yeah mm. there was somebody out the other day on mm. public transport yeah, it's not nice. People should have to wash if they go on public transport. I feel that that's funny. You're asking for way too much. I know. Maybe I should just <laughs> way too much. Yeah, <laughs> deal with it. I don't go on the underground anymore, so I'm much happier with my choices. <laughs> the The underground does have this like miasma of smell that as you're going down the the escalators, kind of the heat of the underground hits you, oh, yeah. and then the smell hits you, and then you're like. Oh, you can feel yeah. it no it's making me sick just thinking about it mm. see i'm gonna go with the panda suit i think it would smell better it's just grimy more than stinky i'd say you're gonna risk mm. the face punch yeah i am i'm gonna have to do that and i quite like that character i think she's really fun and she's one of my favorites i mean obviously she's a nightmare but 
I think I think she's nice. Hot. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to risk Jolie's panda suit as well, but I might actually just ask her, can I sniff a panda? She'd probably she, quite like that. She should probably quite like it. Um, Livia's coat is going to stink of sweat mm. and probably urine. And that's... No. No, too much. It's yeah. too much. Yeah, she likes a lot of drugs. And drugs don't smell good. <laughs> so I'm going to go... I'm going to join you guys and, and go with the face punch panda suit. <laughs> you could also put on, like, a onesie of an animal and then you could have, like, a, a fight. Yeah, um, I've got a nice bumblebee onesie. Bumblebee versus panda. I think that could be good. Yeah. That's a pay-per-view in the making. It really is. It really, really is. <laughs> Bumblebee versus Panda in the greatest sniffing fight. I'm going to write that book next, I think. <laughs> Please yes. do! People in animal suits fighting. I think that's a really good idea. Next question. Would you rather see whispers in full terror mode or see the ghost of one of your friends? Ooh. That's quite a hard one, isn't it? I mean, Whispers is hot and yeah, um, yes. I would like to meet him, but I'm also very aware he'd probably kill me. Um, <laughs> I'd feel like a ghost of one of my friends is sort of straying into sort of actual real heartbreak territory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I kind of like my books to be a bit unbelievable and over the top and a bit silly. So I think I'd have to go with Whispers. I think I think I could win him round. I really do. I think I think we could be mates. It's only if you've got something to feel guilty about that he's like properly interested. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I think I'd just be quite boring to him because I'm not really not much of a rule breaker. So, yeah, I don't think he'd want me. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure, Amanda. What? Give me your reasoning so I can steal it. Like. (laughs) Why are you even asking me? Everyone knows how I feel about whispers. It's fine. And creepy, terrifying things. That's me. That is me in a nutshell. So yeah, I just want to hang out with whispers all the time, no matter what he looks like. Are his teeth scary? Even better. Yeah. That's all I want. Yep. That's all I want in life. (laughs) A man with cracked teeth and big mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in love. <laughs> I'm stuck between a monster and a ghost. We we both know my feelings on monsters and ghosts. I know. Freaking love them. I know. I don't know if I want to see a ghost of my friend, though. You don't ghost hunt in your own territory. You don't. <laughs> first rule of ghost hunting, do not ghost hunt in your own house. But, like, what if you're doing a seance? Because then you, you want to talk house. to them. You don't, if unless you really... You, you, if you're willing to open yourself up to potential attachments from negative entities, then fine. <laughs> seance where you shit, that's fine. But personally, seance where you shit. Seance where you shit. <laughs> Gonna write that one down. Yeah, on a t-shirt, got that one printed. Oh, you know what? It's already going in our shop. We'll send you one. Don't worry. <laughs> Um, but I don't want it. Just, I don't. I don't. As much as I, I would like to think ghosts are real. I we it's it's a long-standing fictional hangover. Not like everybody knows I love ghosts, and I've done ghost hunts, etc., etc. I'm not convinced ghosts are real. So if I saw a ghost of my friend, it's either going to convince me or think I'm like make me believe I'm needing to seek therapy. <laughs> But if Whispers transforms from Nicholas Holt into some big terror mode, that's, that's still kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Amanda. I'm going to have to meet terror mode Whispers. It's the, best, it's the best version. <laughs> the best version. <laughs> terror mode. Terror, terror mode. mode engage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Would you rather witness... The cage electrocution or the pure garbage shark attack? Oh, um, see, both of those characters, I feel they really deserved what they got. So 
I was kind of cheering their deaths as I wrote them. There were a few deaths where I was like, this is actually genuinely sad. But with those two, I was like, they totally deserved that. So I think maybe the the garbage shark, because I quite like the kind of this monster rising up out of the water and impaling someone through the heart. I think it's got a kind of nice sort of finality to it. It kind of, you know, he's dead. It's no coming back from that, is there? Yeah. And Clem totally deserved that he needed yeah. to he was killed. a he was a garbage shark himself he yes <laughs> teddy's was a bit pathetic He's like he was a pathetic was person pathetic. who did a terrible thing and his death like sobbing drunk was also <laughs> sad and pathetic i just i had more yeah. sympathy for i didn't have any sympathy from clem but at least when clem died i was like yes <laughs> yeah finally got that justice because he was he was around too long every time it got to that edge and i think Amanda, you said the same thing it got so close to him being killed and they didn't and then he wasn't and they Ugh. yeah he just wanted them to die yeah yes. i got it i got so excited every time like oh he's finally gonna die no can you imagine if he'd lived till the end oh Oh, there would have been a very angry tweet to say the least oh but but like terrible endings are my favorite type of thing so i would have loved it like yes i hate this guy (laughs) you know in real life as well that he's the kind of guy that probably would just get away with it all oh of course he would lovely life not think anything of it and so it was quite cathartic to write it and be like for once this type of boy is going to get his comeuppance. Yes. He was a he was like the epitome of like boys will be boys behavior and I hate that. He he turn around and just be like, "Oh, but I'm a nice guy." And it's like, mm. Mm. Oh, "I hate that kind of nice popular guy who thinks he can do whatever he wants." That's so, But yeah. the environment. <laughs> you would have done the same thing if you were in my position. No. <laughs> And then he flips out his harmonica and plays with it. Like, you, you yeah, shut that up. Was like, when I thought about it, I was like, oh, he really is the most irritating man. Harmonica. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most irritating uh, musical instrument? Well, I could give him a kazoo, but it's not really... Yeah. <laughs> it, it's not that musical. Give him the musical version of a, of a kazoo. And that's a harmonica. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I've hit my son's harmonica. <laughs> Mm. right oh are we on the last question we are we are on the last would you rather would you rather confess your secret or kill to keep your secret confess or kill confess or kill I'm a bit of a wuss and so I would just confess I'm not a very good rule breaker and I think part of the reason I write books is I get to kind of live these other lives that I definitely wouldn't in real life <laughs> and I, I mean I love the idea of being that unrepentant evil person who's like I've done bad things I don't care you can't make me confess and I love that kind of character but I know I'm a massive wuss so I would just <laughs> oh, yeah, I did it I did it I'm sorry I'm so sorry but I wouldn't have done anything that bad to start with that's the thing I'm quite a coward the thing is though I mean if you're saying that you would do it and you wouldn't feel like you wouldn't care then Whispers isn't going to be interested because you've got no guilt about it. That's the loophole. You're a sociopath. Yeah. You get away with it. That's true, actually, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the way forward, I guess. <laughs> Become a sociopath. That's the only way. That's the only way you can win. Life goal. <laughs> sociopath. Jeez. <laughs> hmm. I think mine depends on the kill. You know, because some of the kills in the book were more exciting. They were, you know, they were more shocking, uh, as it were. Sorry. So, I don't know. Um... <sighs> My argument to you, or statement to you, would be, how many people are already dead and how close am I to, am I to winning the game? Mm. Thought this through. Of course. <laughs> if I'm close to winning the game and it's that line isn't it how far would you go to actually protect yourself and to save your own life 
potentially save the lives of the people you care about and I mean I think I could kill someone if it was to save myself and if they were a really evil person so if it was if it was me and Clem then I would be like yeah you're dying that's that yeah that's yeah that was going to be my thought like who who am I left with at the end like am I there with my friends or is it me and Clem because if it's me and Clem I mean garbage shark all the way but if it's one of my friends like what am I going to do to am I going to try to keep you safe are you going to try to keep me safe or are we just going to end up screwing each other over at the end like how's it going to go this is a tough question I hate it my leanings towards kill legal disclosure i'm not killing anybody we are not killing anyone fictional hangover is not killing anyone no and the only reason i'm saying that is because i don't see any reason to confess my secret whatever my secret may be until the situation warrants it and like we said it depends on who's left as to whether it's worth it if it's like we say clem Teddy, no. no and if you confess your secret, you're probably going to be the next person to die because you're no longer any use to whispers. So yeah. it's putting a target on you just yeah. to do the right thing, aren't you? So I can't. I can't confess my secrets because I want to team up with whispers. <laughs> I want to I want to be friends with him. So yeah, so just, just kill all the way. Just kill everyone. Just yeah. kill everyone. It's fine. I don't know why we debated <laughs> this for this long. It's I don't kill know. everyone. I don't yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we thought we talked about it for so long. <laughs> Do we get a Netflix and chill <laughs> with whispers? Kill everyone. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad we're all three just straight up murderers. Yeah. It's good to know. <laughs> it's good to know. But some people deserve a slap. And that slap lands them into the sea where the sharp pointy rocks and a garbage shark. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I deliberately wrote all the characters in this book to be awful people. So um, some of them turned out more awful than others. But uh, (laughs) I feel like I wanted it to feel like when they died, yes, they deserved that. I literally (laughs) messaged Amanda because I read it first. I went, I hate everyone. I can't wait for them to die. (laughs) And it's going to be glorious. Yeah. And when you sent that message, I was like, oh, yes, they're all terrible. I love it already. I love a terrible character. I mean, I have three books out in the UK now, and it's safe to say there are no good people in any of them. So, um, yeah, I love them. Um, Although sometimes reviewers will be a bit like, why why is this person so awful? They're so unlikable. Was that deliberate? And I'm like, I think that wasn't deliberate. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's oh, also happened quite a lot. People don't realise that the assholes are meant to be assholes. Like, yeah. To be fair, though, I will shout out to my girl Esme because I did like her. I genuinely liked her. And I think apart from her like trying to keep everybody from a distance, which I can appreciate and understand, I don't think she was that bad a person. No, I wanted her to live, actually. But um, because this book was based on and then there were none, the Agatha Christie book, mm. I kind of my editor was like, you have to kill them all. You can't. You have to have one at the end. You can't um, can't let them live. So yeah, I was a bit sad about that. I thought Noah was a nice guy as well. I liked Ollie too. Yeah, yeah. and like yeah. I just I feel like we need to just go ahead and say right now that's the end of Would You Rather, and now we're moving on to other things <laughs> because I I really liked Ollie, and like his secret wasn't all that bad. You know, mm. nobody died. He just took some steroids. It's fine. He, you know, there are yeah, worse he things. He didn't to die, did he? he no. He I think everybody's cheated in some way, shape or form, whether it's like a cheat code in a video game to a test, to, you know, copying notes off somebody to, you know, to hit steroid. You know, there's there's various degrees. So, yeah, it's not a big a deal. No. Like he didn't, he didn't hurt anyone but himself and his own, you know, shriveled testicles. He didn't hurt <laughs> anyone else, so he should have lived. And he tried to save everyone and also run to the police and turn everyone in. Whatever, forget, yeah, forget he that was part. But of a macho kind of hero, wasn't he? And then he died. And then he died. Yeah. Wah, wah. <laughs> but Noah as well. I mean. 
he he wasn't responsible for Alfred's death. No. Alf- Alfred arranged the match. He didn't, you know, didn't pre-arrange it with agreement. He did it off his own back. So can you be blamed for not wanting to fight? I, I, I don't see that Noah's death. Like, Noah had guilt and he shouldn't have, in my opinion. No, I think I think the book's kind of all about how guilt will eat you up on the inside and it doesn't really matter what it is that you feel bad about because it's just so personal, I guess. And mm-hmm. so some of the characters who felt worse about what they'd done haven't done anything all that bad. And then the ones that have done something really terrible were a bit like, yeah, I don't care what you're going to do. So yeah, There's just a, like a level of being a sociopath. You know, where where do you fit on this sociopath scale? Do you care about what you've done? Do you care about who you've hurt? You know? Oh, my God, Imogen. <laughs> oh, she was awful. Yeah. Well, yeah, she was terrible. Rage about Imogen. Constant rage about her. I wanted to reach into the book and <laughs> slap her. Good. I'm glad that was the plan. Oh, she was just the worst. Was... Yeah, I think she's actually one of my least favourite characters. Just because she was so mean. And thought she was a good person. That's the worst kind of person, too. Who steals a dead woman's coat? Yeah. It wasn't even that nice a coat, actually, was it? (laughs) No, it was from the Lost and Found. It's like... (laughs) Yeah. We didn't really have too much of a chance to get to know Scarlet to really form an opinion. You just kind of like... She doesn't seem nice. She's obviously... you know She confessed so, so quickly... And that just, for me, just says how much of a weak person that yeah. she is. Yeah. And my husband always takes the mickey out of me saying that if it's a weak female, I will instantly hate them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah, it doesn't she matter was a real what. cow, wasn't she? So she was awful. She um, was. She really was. So I was glad she was gone straight away. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, it was it, 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 very inventive deaths as well. Yes, yeah. I loved all of the deaths. <laughs> and there are so many the of them. Scene. Like, so good. <laughs> so I know, which was... one was the most, like, satisfying to write? I think probably Clem's, just because he deserved it. He was kind of lining himself up to get away with everything. And so it was quite nice that Jolie was nearly going to kill him and then she held herself back and it was kind of like, oh, you should have killed him. But then Whispers is like, no, I'm going to take you out if no one else is going to because I don't like you. And then Garbage Shark stabs him through the heart. So I think that was probably my favourite. Do you you think, well, do you think you will know Whispers? Did he have particular favourites? I think he probably did. I mean, who knows him? He's an unknowable man, isn't he? not sure whether I can describe him as a man, but um, yeah, I think he probably had some that he would rather work with. I think he quite liked a few of them and then not so much Clem. I didn't like Clem, so he had to die, didn't he? He did. Pretentious. So pretentious. I'm I think him... music about the environment. His, his death was definitely the best and the most satisfying, I think. Mm-hmm. I quite liked ki- killing Imogen because yes. that was yeah. so deserved. yeah. So, I like the. I mean, obviously, I'm imagining you. You did it on purpose that she died the same way that Rachel did. Yeah, it's meant to be a bit of poetic justice there. Yeah, so. but bullies are the worst. I think. Oh yeah. Chuck them off a building. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, in real life, I'm actually really nice. I'm kind of <laughs> sort of painting myself as a bit of a sociopath here, but. Um, no. The nicest people write the gruesomest deaths, I think, I find. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. The best horror. Other UK thriller writers, and we're all sort of women in our 30s and 40s. And we're sort of like, hi, how are you? Yeah. They're just so <laughs> kind and bubbly and, like, tiny and sweet. And you're like, oh, yeah, I created a garbage shark and impaled someone through the heart. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> I know, my, my writer's Discord is always funny because it's like, I'll be saying, oh, I just electrocuted someone today. And someone else is like, oh, I hanged someone from a tree. (laughs) (laughs) Why do I suspect that we've got quite a few of those writers in our fictional hangover family? Because that that, that sounds familiar. Oh, I'm sure we do. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) 
<laughs> so do you think Clem... I mean, we're showing a lot of hate for Clem. Because Clem's the worst. But is his secret the worst? I think it is. Because I have a real thing for boys and sort of toxic masculinity and all of that sort of thing. And date rape is one of my kind of things that it's an unforgivable line, I guess. And a lot of the other characters, I felt the things they did, even if they hurt someone, you could forgive them. You could kind of see why they'd made that choice. Whereas with him, I was like, no, there's no coming back from that. You're you're a bad man. So Yeah, yeah. you're garbage forever. And so you get garbage sharked. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Like only that happened in real life. If only garbage sharks were real. They'd just jump out anytime you're next to a pond. I'm coming to get you. Oh, ghost <laughs> shark all yeah. over again, but garbage sharks. <laughs> all you do, you just you just putting some recy- you're recycling away. You know, you're trying to think about the environment. Garbage shark. That would yeah. be great. <laughs> that would be- yeah, I feel like I feel like his. Mm, I think his secret was the worst. And he was the worst person, and he had the best slash worst death. But, like, you know, I kind of felt bad for Ollie, even though, you know, he was going to go and run away and actually not save them all and turn them all in. But I felt bad for him. And, like, Ava watching Rachel (laughs) as she plummets to her death, like, what could she have done, really? She watched it for half an hour. She could have gone on top of the building. I don't know you, but can I hold your hand and take a step back? And is this Okay, fine. She could have done something. Jeez. I mean, it's, it, kind of, Clem... it's that thing, isn't it, where people film awful events. And you, I always wonder, why did they film this? Why did they think, oh, I want to get a film of this, rather than actually trying to help? And yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me personally. But... Bloody TikTok culture. Yeah, these young people with their TikToks. <laughs> you know, maybe just like set your camera up to do, you know, auto shots and just prop it so you get a good angle and then run up there and try to help. Oh, best of both worlds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you've got the pictures of you rescuing somebody. Right. And then, so you know... then you're the hero. Yeah. <laughs> I don't or... think she thought it through, to be honest. No, I think probably. she just, bless no. her, I don't think she did much thinking at times, did she? But no. it's, it's awful. Like, she's standing there taking pictures and bored and wanting somebody to jump off a building <laughs> Yeah. to take pictures because she's bored. That's that's awful. And as much as we're hating as well on Imogen, because Imogen is partly responsible for Rachel being on that ledge... And being an absolute garbage person. Mostly responsible, I think. Mostly responsible. Um, you know, both of them had the opportunity to help save a life and neither of them took it for their own selfish reasons. So, in different ways, they're just the same kind of selfish person. Pathetic kind of person. Yeah. I mean, Ollie, his steroid abuse is one thing and I think it's like minor compared to others. Teddy killing a person. No, dude. You don't drink and drive. You don't drink and drive and murder someone. No. But he wasn't too bothered about it, was he? He was a bit like, you know. Only because he was drunk he was bothered. Yeah, he didn't want to go to prison. That was what he was worried about. Didn't actually care that he killed someone. No. No. That's because he knows he'd be someone's bitch. Daddy would probably pay his way out because boys will be boys. Oh no, not another boys will be boys. Ugh. It is though. It's like it is. I mean, to be fair, Amanda, I feel sorry for you in America because it's like every other day it's a boys will be boys situation where some rich white dude gets let off from a crime because they're they're a boy. Yeah, they've got the money behind them with a future and nice. Nice parents. Yeah. Ugh. It sucks. Where are all my garbage sharks? <laughs> you just see you rising up from the sea like a vengeance spirit with all your garbage sharks. I would love to do that. That would be amazing. Yeah, I would love to. Yeah. Stingrays. Stonefish. <laughs> yeah. Pufferfish. Pufferfish. Really some jellyfish. Yeah. <laughs> 
all made of Sephonophores, garbage. They're 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 they're, they're, they're lethal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then some anglerfish. Mm-hmm. Because of their teeth, we need them. Yes, I can. I'm, I'm picturing this in my head. It's wonderful. <laughs> hmm. Um. Okay. So let's go. Let's go back and talk about non-murdersome things for a second. Um. <sighs> I know. I know. But it's carnival stuff, and so it's fun. Like if you you're going to a carnival that's not, you know, a burned down husk. It's an actual real live carnival. Like what are what's your food of choice? What's the first game that you play? What do you do when you go to the carnival? So I get dragged along to a lot of carnival carnivals by my eight year old and my two year old. So I'm quite a wuss when it comes to anything that spins really fast because it just makes me sick. But I do like um a little kid's train or a carousel with the horses. I think I I'm quite happy to go on them with the little kids and then my daughter goes on the scary things with her dad. Um, and as for food, I I like those little donuts. You know, you get the <gasps> dinky donuts. donuts. Yeah, in the like, in the cinnamon sugar. Yeah, always always have them. And if you don't burn your mouth on them on the first one because you can't wait. Yeah. Do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish we had funnel cake over in this country. I adore I know, funnel that's, cake. What is that... funnel cake? It's oh. basically donut. Except it it's like instead of it as a donut, it's kind of like put on a plate, isn't it? like deep fried as a big flat deep fried thing. Yep. Yeah, with powdered sugar on top. Yes. It's delicious. So it's it's like a giant donut. Very, very delicious. Very, very Moorish, very, very yeah. hot. Yeah. It's like a flat, squiggly donut. Yes. I also wish we had corn dogs over and the UK yeah. as well. I know. You guys are missing out <laughs> on all of the enormous, fat, American, delicious carnival foods. It's been mm. nearly eight years since I had a corn dog. Nine years, I... sorry. You look good. I had what? it last time was Las Vegas. <laughs> my my typical go-to is a corn dog. Uh, my husband gets the great big turkey legs. Oh, I'm not keen on those. They're, 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 they're huge turkey legs. Is it like a whole turkey leg? Yeah, they're oh, huge. That's a lot of meat. It is. I don't think I want to go on any rides after that. I mean, do you want to ride those rides anyway? Because they're terrifying to me. Like, a carny put like them the together. Ha- the haunted mansions aren't terrifying. Like, the haunted rides. I just don't want to ride anything that goes up in the air that has been transported all over everywhere because like what if a screw is missing yeah it's that thing the danger isn't it i'm kind of i'm always looking around risk assessing what i'm doing thinking no no this isn't safe if you go into the travel travel carnivals i get that but if you go to brighton pier Mm. it's a permanently situated carnival or we have one in the next city over there's a permanently situated carnival is that not a bit safer until it breaks. Until it, you know, it gets rusty, breaks. I always hated the fun houses because they weren't fun. They had those weird step things that kind of go up and down <laughs> and the moving platforms and those the tunnels that spin and mm, I hated those. Always My daughter those. goes on those. I like to stand outside and watch the mums go on with their really little kids thinking, what are you doing? <laughs> Trying to watch them climb up those steps. Carrying a two-year-old under one arm. (laughs) Gives me like a sort of little laugh. (laughs) No, no. I'd rather play like the hook a duck game or the the, the one. They're they're all rigged and the fluffy toys or whatever. They're always nasty, cheap things. But I always feel like there's a bit more satisfaction with those like or getting one of the ball and walloping it and (laughs) big the holes and depending on how your score get what prize you get. A bit safer, the ones yeah. where you throw darts at balloons too, like that's yeah, that's hard to rig. It's hard to rig that. I mean, you could probably bend the feathers on the darts to make them go wonky, but that one doesn't seem like you could cheat at it too much. No, and there's the, like the, the basketball hoop ones as well. Yeah. But the basketball well, the... hoop ones, they squeeze the hoops so the yes. ball doesn't go in as easy. I like the ones where it's I don't I, where was this I 
think this one was actually we went to Circus Circus and went to the carnival thing at the top of there in Las Vegas. Um, I was pregnant, so I couldn't really go to the alcohol places, and I wasn't. But Las Vegas is boring to me. I'm not a Las Vegas person. But we went to the carnival thing in Circus Circus, and they had like a horse racing one where you had like punch the the oh, thing down. Yeah, yeah. So somebody's always going to win because it's just a for fun thing. I always I like that one, and there was one where it scary ass clowns where you had to shoot the water into this clown's mouth and blow the balloon up, and the first mm, person oh, who popped yeah. the balloon. They won. So yeah. it's just like tokens and you just swap the tokens for sweets. And I got so many milk duds and that was <laughs> not all I ever won. <laughs> so I'm not going any rides. I'll go on those well. <laughs> but the question is if you got an invite like the characters did would you actually go to this carnival? I mean, I'm an adult and I have a little bit of common sense, so no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love writing about characters who make these awful decisions and who can kind of be blackmailed into doing stuff. But um, the whole time I'm writing them, I'm thinking, you could fix this just by not turning on your friends and finding a sensible way out. You solve this so easily, but you're just going to fight everyone else and kill everyone else and then wonder why you die and it's it's just not very sensible so no i wouldn't i'd just um rip it up do that do you feel like because you've got older you're like communication is key like it's a big thing on fictional hangover when people start actually communicating like this is amazing oh my god it's like if you just had one conversation you wouldn't end up a murderer yeah i think i mean that's what i like in books though the characters you make the really stupid decisions and I'm always reading and thinking if you just talked about this to someone this you could solve this you don't need to be scared but um no they don't that's what makes it fun isn't it (laughs) I think I would probably go so far as the gate and go "Hmm, no doesn't look safe (laughs) it doesn't look safe but the first hurdle is I wouldn't be able to climb over the gate yeah That's true, actually. I'd, I'd struggle with that. <laughs> I'd probably go early to scope the place out just to see, like, if I can find out who the quote-unquote blackmailer is. Yeah. Like, just take a picnic, you know. Yeah, watch out for him, see if you can see him. Yeah. Yeah, I think the first thing I would do would be to let someone know that I'm going. Like, hey, I got this creepy-as-shit clearly obviously blackmail invitation in the mail and it's like at this derelict carnival so i'm just gonna let you know that i'm (laughs) going to the derelict carnival you know if i don't come back can you try to find me please because not a one of them did that would would any of your friends let you go though if you said that to them they'd be like yeah okay see you tomorrow <laughs> yeah sure they'd fine. Not stop you nah you know they probably would not or they would try to come with yeah and like mm-hmm. try to you know solve the mystery but that, that that i mean we talked about this in when we were discussing it amanda like nobody once says oh my mum or dad will be worried about where i am <laughs> not one of them not a single one. So obviously the parents don't give a shit about them. But, you know, Which, do they really deserve the garbage, that? They're up for garbage people. They are. The parents are probably happy to wash their hands of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing when you're writing books about like horrors. You kind of have to give everyone a bit of a rubbish home life to sort of explain why they don't just say, Mum, I'm having a really hard time. Someone's trying to blackmail me. Like the rest well, of what us. What did wouldn't. you do? Well, I murdered a guy. Got drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the mistakes have been made many years before the point when these blackmail invitations arrive on their, their um, front door. Yeah. The, the other thing I thought was quite funny is not one of them says once, I'm hungry. Yeah. They just, all they do is drink alcohol and not once did any of them go, you know what, I could really murder <laughs> like a glass of water or a cup of tea or, you know, a sandwich. Yeah. So it makes I me know. wonder I mean, what the passage 17, of time they, actually I mean. is. Yeah, I think it's all a bit magic-y, isn't it? So I sort of get away with the whole... Yeah, and, like, time is passing in unknowable ways. So Mm. really, like, they've probably been there, like, with active brains for 
I don't know, like eight hours. You don't have to. You can get by with not eating. You can, but I will crave a bacon butty during that time, and it'll probably point out. You know what? I could really murder a cheese sandwich. But you know, I I would be complaining about being hungry, especially with the amount of alcohol that they've consumed. If I even have (laughs) one alcoholic beverage, I'm straight away going. You know what? I really want some cheese. Yeah, cheese. Cheese is amazing. Amazing. My second book just was full of jokes about cheese because I wrote it when I was pregnant and (laughs) I was hungry all the time. And it was the big sort of debate I had with my editor when it came to actually fixing this book. She's like, look, the the cheese has to go. No, (laughs) no. And I was like, the cheese. (laughs) If you ever read that one, just imagine it, but with a lot of cheese. I'm I'm very excited. Yes. I've got it on my shelf somewhere. It is is there. Yeah, no. I, 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 when I was pregnant, if I didn't have cheese by ten o'clock on the morning, there was kicking off, literal <laughs> kicking off. And even to this day, I'm still like, mm, cheese. This is making me hungry now. <laughs> go for some Let's have a cheese break. Let's have a cheese break, everyone. <laughs> How oh. often do I text you, Amanda, and say after we've recorded, I really want a, a, a cheese toasty. Almost every time. You know, I've really got into fries with melted cheese on them. Oh, cheesy fries. Dirty fries. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that sounds delightful. I'm hungry. I have not had lunch. I'm hungry. That's amazing. <laughs> Anywho, mm. we, should, we need to talk about Nicholas Holt for a moment. Well, obviously, <laughs> we need to talk about Nicholas Holt and how we fan-casted him. It's very important. <laughs> Yes. That's such a good call. I, I'd never thought of that. I'm never very good at thinking about who I would want to play my characters because I have an image in my head. And But he would be perfect, wouldn't he? He's kind of the right amount of sexy, but also a little bit weird. Yeah. Yes. A little bit weird. Yeah. We absolutely adore him. And we do. we've been talking about him a lot this week. So that we that's have. helped. Um, but one of the reasons we picked um, this book this month is because of our book club theme and it's Netflix Call Us. <laughs> because we can see this as a really fun adaptation. So yeah. you say you're terrible at fan casting, but can you think of anybody or was there anybody you had in mind that you pictured while you were writing the book? No, I don't think there was anyone specific that I kind of imagined for any of them. I did try once to sort of come up with people and I, I'm just so bad at it because I don't know who a lot of the actors and actresses are. And so I'll pick people who are in their thirties. That's, that's how I feel too. Younger. Like <laughs> I, I don't know any teen actors. All of my teen actors are in their thirties because yeah. that's like that's how it was when I was a kid. You know, everybody on Saved by the Bell was at least thirty-five. At least. So. <laughs> yes, but you could le- you could say I'm picturing X, and if they were. Of appropriate age. Somebody like this at appropriate age, yeah. I would fan cast. Now, mm. see, because then I just think, I just first go with Whispers and then Nicholas Holt and then I'm gone for the rest of the discussion because I'm just daydreaming. You've gone into the mirror. I have. I would go through that mirror. <laughs> Hang out with Nicholas Holt. Uh, okay. Just I know it's gone, <laughs> gone. Um, okay, so if you can't you can't think of anybody other than Nicholas Holt because obviously he's the best yeah, choice. Um, have you have there been any recent book to movie or TV adaptations that you liked? It doesn't necessarily have to be horror, but are there any other ones? Yeah, that so I mean, I really love an Agatha Christie adaptation. That will always be my favorite, just because I read the books when I was a kid and. They haven't always aged brilliantly, but there's something about when they're adapted for TV that just, I just love the collection of just awful characters. And um, the adaptation of And Then There Were None was one of my oh, favorite yes. reasons why I wrote this book, because I was like, I want to have a YA book that feels like that with all of these awful people trapped together and killing each other, basically, <laughs> for stupid reasons. Um, yeah, so that one would be one of my favorites. I wasn't a big fan of the last one was the Death on the Nile was the mm. most recent Agatha Christie. I didn't really like that. Yeah. Um, I think it was too much about Prowl, personally, but... Yeah, it didn't really work for me. He was never my favourite of the kind of... It's not David Sushi. I felt like that one was, like, too sexy. Mm. It was yeah. too... 
it was too much for me. <laughs> yeah. I, was, me I was talking to my mum about it, and she, she, it was the moustache that bothered her. She doesn't mind the huge moustache, but what she couldn't resolve herself to was that when he got scarred, it's just this massive scar across his face, but then when he lo- has the moustache, it's obvious he doesn't have any scarring, and then he yeah. loses it, and it's back. She's like, no, no. Didn't work. You for needed me. at least a little hint of it, didn't you? Yeah, I didn't really yeah. like that whole backstory for him. It was a bit much. But, um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't feel like he needs a tragic backstory. I just like him there to solve the crimes. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm trying to think of other adaptations I've liked. It's not horror at all, but um, what was the To All the Boys I've Loved or oh, what was that? Oh, yeah, the, that was, those were cute. Ago. Yeah, we talked it's, about the first we, one of those on the podcast. And the bike scene. <laughs> Yes, she gets on her bike and rides it three feet down her sidewalk to her front door and gets off. Like, what was the point of that? That was silly. (laughs) I I normally, when I watch adaptations, I don't love them as much as I loved the original book. Yeah, because I was really excited for the um, the Karen McManus series, and it was Mm -hmm. okay. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, I liked them. I liked Panic as well, but again. I'm a bit take it or leave it, I think. I'd rather read the book, personally. So it's rare that I see something that I think is better on TV than in a book. I think the only thing that I've ever liked better is Twilight. (laughs) (laughs) Did you like the book? Were you a Twilight fan? Yes. Well, you're asking. Yes, yes. It's our vampire book club. Oh. Choice. We are starting it this month. Yes. So we're going to be reading the original four, oh, four wow. books this month. I've for never properly book. read them because I think I was just old enough that I was kind of cynical and like, I'm not reading that. It looks rubbish. And I, I know I now have lots of friends who are writers as well who read this and this kind of shaped them as writers and they mm. just loved it so much when they were kids. And I'm kind of quite jealous that I never had that with well, them join in with our vampire book club yes, you don't have to act, be actively you know, participate but mm-hmm. you know like amy recorded last last year with when we read the sucky stackhouse books so the last episode of the, every month is our vampire book club book and we're covering twilight this month and for the next four months so you can just listen to the episode you can join the book club if you really want a meeting if you want or go to fictional hangover on facebook we have our book club there and you can join the discussion there so it's a good chance to read it and then laugh along with us as we swoon over some bits ridicule <laughs> other bits <laughs> I can't one of our friend it. our super fan annie who's never read it and she describes herself as a woman of a certain age, and she's very much looking forward to reading it. So, yeah, it's going to be good. I think if you don't take it too seriously, it looks like it could be a lot of fun. Oh, definitely. That's precisely what you need to do. Yeah. (laughs) I read them. I was just starting out as a librarian when they were coming out. So, And, like, my focus in school was teens, teen services, and... Well, I love vampires, so I was like, yeah, I'll read these. I'll read these and tell everyone what they're about, and I was secretly like, I love this so much. So, yeah, my husband and I dressed up a couple of times to go to the movies at midnight. I had the short, flippy-out hair at the time, so I was the perfect Alice, and my husband is a pharmacist, so he's a doctor with lab coats and has blonde hair, so he was the perfect Carlisle. (sighs) We had good times. We had I good remember times. we squeed about it a lot at where I worked. We had a whole Twilight read thing, and yeah. <laughs> oh. Anywho, right, we need to stop daydreaming about these things. We do. We need to stop daydreaming about Twilight and Nicholas Holt. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh. <laughs> Good Girls Die First is your first book, but you have at least another two out in the UK. Do you want to yes. shout out about them? Yeah, so in the UK, I have It's Behind You out, which is set in a haunted cave, which yes. I just love. Um, it's just my favourite thing, a haunted cave. I go and visit them whenever I can. Well, they're never actually haunted, but I go and visit a cave whenever I can. And that just came out in America as Come Out, Come Out, Whatever You Are. Yes, and I love that new name. Um, and then recently in the UK, I also have Tag Your Dead, which is about a reality 
sort of TV, um, tell, uh, what is it, live streamed game of tag set in London. That's yeah, with ghosts and video games. And, yeah, it's very silly, but a lot of fun. Perfect. And is there anything coming out that you can tell us about? Hopefully I'll have one coming out either in the summer or around Halloween in the yeah, UK. Um, so yeah, that's a similar sort of group of awful people trapped together who will <laughs> survive, who won't survive sort of thing. I have a brand and I stick to that brand, I think. So um, yeah, teenagers killing each other. More <laughs> <Yeah>. of the same. <laughs> I love it. Lots of murder. <laughs> I know, my, my editor's always like, got to make sure enough people die. Kill some more people. So, yeah. I wonder That's what your body sorry. count is. Oh, yeah. I think the girls die first is the one with the most the most deaths in it. I think the rest of them are sort of around five per book. Only. So. I mean, I think this is a challenge, Claire, because obviously we're going to have to invite you back a million more times and you're just going to have to deal with it. But we'll just keep a tally going in the background. We'll keep up with your death counts for you. Yes. I kind of had an idea for a book where um, a YA writer gets haunted by all the people she's killed in the book. <laughs> That's amazing! <laughs> that would be so good! I mean, not seriously going to write it, but um, I was sort of thinking out if all the characters I'd murdered all turned up, like, mate, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that so oh, perfect. Oh, I love it. Um, I think we've kept you long enough, so we will let you go. But um, can you share with everyone where they can find you online so they can all begin to stalk you as much as we are? Yeah, so I'm mostly on Twitter at the moment and Instagram a little bit as um, Catherine Foxfield. I can't remember what my own Twitter handle is now. You think, see, I should prepare for these things. I'm going to look in my book and see if it's written out. I think it's Catherine Foxfield. Let's go with that. That Captain Foxfield. All right. <laughs> yeah, I was just like trying to pull up Twitter, like where can I get to that shows it fast enough? Yes, at Catherine Foxfield. Yeah. That's where you are. That's that's what you are on Twitter. <laughs> I'm glad I got that one right. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm not hugely active on social media, but I'm around sometimes. Always busy writing, so I don't get time for. Well, good. Yeah, that's what we need. That's what we need yes. you to do. We need you to write more books, and more then murders. more murders, and then come on our show and talk about them. Yeah, I'd love to. It's been so cool coming on. So thank, thank you, you very much. much. Yes. Thanks. Thanks so much for joining us. Now I need to go and buy your one that just came out here. See, yeah. now I'm going to have to demand that you send me a copy of that one as well, so I have both copies. Right. Yes, because I that's... have the UK and the US. Oh, yeah, Good Girls I thought you had the US one. I was like, oh, where are you based? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's. I quite like the cover of the US one of Good Girls, but a lot of people say it's quite creepy. Um, that's, that's why I like, I like it. it. Yeah, I, that's I... why I bought it. I think I bought multiple <laughs> copies so I could send one to Claire and one to one of our super fans, and like. We just, we had it sitting on the shelf for so long, like, we've got to get to this book. We've got to talk about this book. We've got to talk about this book. So we finally just made a theme so we could talk about it. Yeah. Yay. I messaged Amanda and said, one day you need to cosplay this book cover. God, and you were I like, want Ooh, <laughs> yeah. there's oh, yeah. lots of murders. <laughs> yes, so many murders. And that's our favourite thing. <laughs> cosplay murders. Bad. I like meeting like-minded souls. <laughs> Bit of murder. Cheese. Cheese and murder. Cheese and murder. Walking with a murder, have a nice cheese. That's fine. Oh, I love it. All right. We'll let you let's go. Let's go now. and have some cheese now. Yes, Come let's on. have yeah, some let's cheese. Let's go have cheese. <laughs> oh. oh, thank you very much. That's so fun. That was amazing. <laughs> So that's it for this bonus episode of Fictional Hangover. I'm Amanda. And I'm Claire. <laughs> Join us next time as we discuss The Dream Thieves by Maggie Stiefvater. Look out for our Would You Rather polls on social media. Don't forget about our book club and monthly challenges on Facebook. Be sure to visit our shop on Redbubble at fictionalhangover.redbubble.com for all your favorite fictional hangover-themed merchandise. And become a patron of ours on Patreon at patreon.com slash fictionalhangover. Until next time, remember, the only cure for a fictional hangover is another book.
You can find us at fictionalhangover.com. Follow us on Instagram at fictionalhangover. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fictionalhangover and on Twitter at fictionalhangover, no E-R. If you like this episode, check out our others and be sure to rate, review and subscribe so you don't miss out. And finally, special thanks to Liz Emerson for her music. You can find her on Facebook and Patreon. Thanks for listening.